It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. Here we are, it is a Friday morning, a fast week this one for some reason, September the 15th, yes halfway through September. October is looming large and good morning to you Stan in Byron Bay this morning. Thank you for your email. We got that. Great to have you as a listener and like I said the other day, let us know where you are listening to us from and if there is someone having a birthday coming up in your household, let us know that and we will give them a special mention and a reminder the email address is my real estate podcast at gmail.com again my real estate podcast at gmail.com well on our friday morning what is coming up well we're talking with warren hogan once again the economic advisor for judo bank and good morning warren welcome back to the real estate breakfast well good morning and thanks for having me on the show again Yeah, it seems like uh, a few things have happened since we last uh, spoke. Uh, The state of the economy and mortgage interest rates, uh, we want to cover that off with you this morning. And I remember a few months ago, we were talking about the, the cash rate. And your thinking back then was that the RBA wasn't probably going hard enough to make a dent in those inflation numbers. It does feel like an age ago when we had that conversation. So what is your thinking now regarding, especially around these three pauses that we've had from the RBA? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the RBA did get on with it with those largely unexpected back-to-back moves in May and June. I think that's then positioned them well for this genuine pause. Three months is a genuine pause. They got the cash rate to a level 4.1%. I was arguing maybe 3.5% was the right level, but they got it to a level that they felt comfortable that they could then sit back and watch how all these rate hikes were going to affect the economy, bearing in mind that these things take time to work their way through the system. So they're doing that. And I think as the information has come out on both inflation and underlying economic activity, I think they'd be pretty happy with how things are playing out. It looks like we're on that narrow path. That is, they're getting rid of this inflation gradually without having to induce a recession for the economy. So a big tick for the RBA on that. And across the last week, it's been a major talking point here as to whether we are likely to see any more of these rate rises between now and the end of the year. So what is the Warren Hogan viewpoint on that this morning? Yeah, look, I think there is a a good chance we'll get through the rest of this year without any further rate hikes. There's certainly the views coming out of economists is that they can start cutting rates next year as early as February or March. I still don't like that view because I still think it's a 50-50 chance of one more this year. And if not this year, there's still a, a more chance of a rate hike in February and March than a cut. I think we have to go all the way through to the end of 2024 before we can start thinking about cuts. 
and we will look at that in just a moment when we come back talking all things around the RBA and the economic outlook with Warren Hogan this morning. Each week, we bring you in-depth real estate discussions, including inspiring stories from homeowners, knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists. Whether you're a buyer, seller or just a real estate enthusiast, we are your ultimate property podcast. Well, South Australia has been having some bad luck with builders. The liquidation of two major building companies within the last uh, two months unfortunately has left numerous home builders in a state of uncertainty with their unfinished properties. Now, the reason for this is what they call the profitless boom phenomenon, which resulted from builders signing fixed price contracts contracts while experiencing significant price rises over the past couple of years, particularly during COVID, which created a challenging situation for builders where they were under stress due to demand but unable to generate profits. However, despite the recent collapses, there is optimism that the worst might be over for builders with expectations that challenging contracts will have worked through by the end of next year, leading to a more positive outlook. Let's hope that that is the case, and let's hope that you can get into your property if you're one of those people affected as soon as possible. Birthday calls for September the 15th if you're celebrating happy birthday in pretty good company, have to say. Tom Hardy, the actor, is turning 45. Oliver Stone, the film director, is turning 76. Tommy Lee Jones is also 76. And Prince Harry is having a birthday today. He's turning 38. And Jimmy Carr, the comedian, is turning 51. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check it. The weather word for today in Sydney. Great news. Mainly fine sunshine. 27 degrees. Should be mainly fine in Melbourne as well with 23. Brisbane cloudy but a mainly dry fine day with 25. And in Perth a little bit of a mixed bag. Cloudy with a possible shower. And your high 22. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. And we are back on your Friday morning with Warren Hogan, the economic advisor for Judo Bank. And Warren, what about the small to medium-sized businesses in this current landscape? Because there are so many of these first-home buyers out there that are also juggling the business and the mortgage front together. Just how tough do you think things are at the moment for this section of battlers in the market? Yeah, look, I think it is getting tougher this year after, I think, a reasonable bounce out of the pandemic. We're getting some concerning evidence emerging that SMEs and particularly small business are finding it harder to pass on rising cost pressures to their customers. And of course, prior to this year, higher costs have been to some extent being able to be offset with higher prices and hence the inflation we've got. But the slowing economy, the tougher competitive environment in many industries is is making that particularly difficult for SMEs. 
uh, to put up their prices. And of course, that's starting to impact their profitability. So we're going to need to keep a close eye on that because this really is the the next phase of the economic slowdown. We're, we're certainly, the slowdown is underway. The latest national accounts showed GDP growth slowed quite a lot in the first half of this year, mainly led by belt tightening across the consumer sector. Now it's whether or not that softness in consumption catches up with what has otherwise been a pretty buoyant business sector, continuing to invest and hire for most of the year so far. But there are some signs, some cracks emerging, you might say, in in the business sector uh, that they may start to feel a pinch from slower demand in the economy. Yeah, okay. And what about right now? Are the small to medium-sized businesses in Australia feeling confident in this current market? Well, look, most of the surveys we're getting show that confidence isn't too bad. It, it's it's not buoyant. It's certainly come down. But it's nothing like consumer sentiment, which uh, the latest readings just confirm that consumers in the pits in Australia and has been for a year. Businesses are a little better than that, but it is slipping. But one of the key characteristics of particularly small business people is they're optimistic and they tend to try and really make it work. But times are tough, and I think if uh, these cost pressures, whether it's higher labour costs, higher energy costs, continue and the demand environment slows further, then they really are going to have a tough 6 to 12 months. And we're getting evidence from ASIC data that the the insolvency story is is rapidly evolving, that is picking up. And it's not just construction. We've all heard those stories. It's, It's broader than that. It's hospitality. It's retail. So look, there's certainly signs of stress in the small small business sector. Just how broad-based it is and how long it's going to last, we're just going to have to keep a very close eye on that. And how much in the next, uh, let's say, the next six months should we be paying attention to the US Federal Reserve? I think it's important because uh, one of the pressure points on the RBA is the currency, and, and that's because our interest rate at 4.1% is well below the US interest rate at 5.5%. And indeed, many similar economies' interest rates, whether it's the UK or New Zealand or Canada. And this is putting downward pressure on the Aussie dollar. Uh, You can see just in the last few weeks that um, one of our major export products, uh, iron ore, has has seen a big increase in prices, about 15%, but the Aussie dollar has hardly responded. And the thing is, if the Aussie dollar continues to drift lower, it's not only inflationary, and we'll see that through petrol prices. Uh, I think we're already seeing that at the Bowser, but it can be more of a general inflation issue. So it is important to watch the Fed, if only that further rate hikes from the Fed make it harder for the RBA to stay on hold. Or alternatively, if the Fed starts to turn things around and starts cutting rates next year, then that will really take some pressure off the RBA because the reality is when the RBA's interest rate is at a record negative differential to the US, uh, 1.4%, and that's putting downward pressure on our currency and leaving us vulnerable to weaker commodity prices, a more adverse global environment, and that's inflationary potentially. Yeah, I, I was actually talking to an investor the other day who was saying rather than buying another property, he invested uh, in the greenback. And uh, I wonder if that's a good investment at the moment. Well, the US dollar has been very strong. There's no doubt about that. And it has been a good investment. And the yield, the interest rate you're getting, just parking your money in US dollars is getting you 5.5%, one of the highest interest rates 
for a relatively risk-free investment, you're going to get around the world. So um, it will continue to do well, I think, particularly given that the real cracks that are emerging in the global economy are elsewhere. They're in the emerging economies. They're in China. They're in Europe. So look, I'm not a financial advisor, et cetera, et cetera, but the US dollar has been doing well and has got plenty of momentum behind it. And retail spending, it's a bit of a dirty phrase for a lot of mortgage borrowers listening to the Real Estate Podcast because the very people who are affected the least can go out and spend up large, not a care in the world, drive up the retail spend, inflation then of course spikes. So probably the real test is going to be this Christmas spend to come out on the other side to just test the robust robustness of where we are. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a really key point. The trajectory for consumption and retail spending over the period right through to the end of our next summer is really going to determine what's next for interest rate. And that's because the softness we've seen has been largely in discretionary spend, a broad-based belt tightening driven, I think, as much by rising cost of living pressures as much as interest rates. So it's not clear what's next for the consumer. And of course, I think it's critical that we start to see, we see further softness in consumer spending if the RBA wants to be comfortable that they're going to get inflation down to target. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. If we see a bouncing consumer spending into you know November and December, bearing in mind that the big spend period now has been stretched into November with the Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all of those sort of special retail days that we've got now, and if it's strong, then I can't see how that's not going to result in higher rates either around that time or early next year. All right, Warren. Well, thank you for that uh, insightful look. And we will wait with a lot of interest to see what is likely to happen for the first Tuesday for October. And thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast again this morning. Fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show. All the best. Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. There is uh, great signs of recovery and of course we're getting squeezed right at the moment into this uh, end of the year. You know, we're riding along on this wave of enthusiasm throughout the Sydney market and there's a lot of stuff rumbling under the surface of the Sydney market that concerns me about giving people too much enthusiasm into the future. It doesn't mean we're going to have a property boom. There's many reasons why we should be very hesitant about thinking we're about to go into a boom time in the Sydney market. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 